Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have today put before us the cross of our Lord, God and Savior, Jesus Christ. In this feast, we exalt as we have at least three uh, feasts of the cross throughout the year. Um, the third one that may not immediately come to mind is actually on August 1st, the beginning of Dormition Fast. It is uh, tradition to bring out the cross also at that point. Uh, but this is one of the great feasts of the church, September 14th, the exaltation of the cross of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. In the vigil last evening, we heard very many um, prophecies or foreshadowings of the cross of our Lord. One of the ones that jumped out at me last night that I had not heard or had not uh, piqued my ears before. I was familiar, of course, with Moses, and there's also uh, where Moses, where he, in order to uh, divide the Red Sea, is told to put his hands out. And at a certain point, he gets tired, and so two uh, people help him hold his arms out. And the church, of course, sees this as a foreshadowing of our Lord. We also have uh, the foreshadowing with Joshua, uh, the one who follows after Moses, that when uh, there is a desire for the sun to stand still, basically, uh, and for the to go out, to darken, he has his arms stretched out. The one that jumped out at me last night was that the way in which the armies of Israel arrayed themselves was in a group of four, and if you have four, thereby you have a cross. Uh, set in the middle of them. And so the mind of the church has always seen uh, the cross throughout the entire Old Testament. And the, there's many ways in which uh, this is important for us. For one, this is, of course, the fulfillment of Scripture. As the apostolic preaching about our Lord, that all that occurred to our Lord was fulfillment of Scripture. That Scripture was being fulfilled with His very presence. And especially... If we're reading the Gospels, how many scriptures are fulfilled or how much is related to his specific sacrifice and suffering upon the cross, uh, the number of scriptures that relate to that just start to climb and climb and climb. The focus of then for early Christian reading of the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, is of course that the cross of Christ brings together and makes sense of the entire economy, what God had done with Israel. I would also submit that what happens uh, in this, why that the cross shows up through all of this, is yes, it's a foreshadowing and a prophecy of our Lord's death on the cross, but I also think it, it bears testimony to partly what I was preaching about on Sunday morning, is that the cross, I would submit, is actually the true um, grain of the universe, that the cross is uh, the actual fabric of the cosmos, that the cross is uh, the actual way in which we understand what creation is made for, what creation is. If our God, and within his heart, within the depths of God, we can see the cross, the cross that stands before the foundations of the world, then the world has been made in the shape of the cross. The world in the way that it should be, and maybe that will help clarify, is in the shape of the cross. That all things, when, uh, when man was made, Adam and Eve, 
if they were to continue in paradise, they would have done so basically in a cruciform manner. Our Lord, in his love for us, uh, dies upon the cross, but he does that ascent to the cross as soon as he is descending from the heavens. That the, as we do on January 1st, where his blood is first shed at his circumcision, his very condescension into this world is a beginning of the mounting up upon the cross, the accepting of the sacrifice, of living the true life, uh, the goodness, the, the life of paradise here on earth. And so that ends in the cross. And especially all of the prophecies and testimonies in the Old Testament of the cross, they're fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Uh, they're all powerful. God is present throughout the Old Testament. And something to make very clear that God is present in leading Israel. He leads them. He is present. But he is not present in the same way that he is present within the incarnation. And so, yes, the cross is powerful throughout all of the Old Testament, uh, from Moses and Joshua to the armies of Israel. But then we have for us open uh, the gates that were shut. The gates are now open. The tree from which uh, we fell has now been replaced with a tree of life. Uh, that Mary um, replaces Eve, that we are now returning into the depths of God. And the path to that uh, entering into that paradise, entering back into the bosom of God, was the cross. And it is how we, in our day-to-day life, as we ascend our own crosses, and we pick up those crosses, and we give glory to the Father and to the Son and the Holy Spirit, that we will enter into the heavenly abode ourselves. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. Chrismated on this feast and also reposed on this feast. But first, let us bow down before the cross.
Grant rest eternal and blessed repose, O Lord. To the handmaid of God, Nancy, who has fallen asleep, and make her memory to be eternal.